This is Bruce. This is John. This is Blix. And this is Trav. Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast, your podcast of bringing the awesome into your games. This week, we are continuing our Fringeworthy in Other People's Games series, and in this time, we are talking about Fringeworthy in video games. I looked over Bioshock. Now, Bioshock, basically, it's set in an alternate history 1960, which means this would be perfect for an iDead Explorer. You go through the portal and you're in a, a time-slowed world. And it takes place in an underwater city, or an ecology as they call it, known as Rapture. And basically you are going through this dystopian city, fighting things known as Big Daddies, protecting little mutated girls known as Little Sisters. And you're not just doing combat in Rapture, there are also puzzles you have to do. Um, what's the term I'm looking for here? Side games? Like you have to un, you know, hack through things in order to get into certain areas. I've seen Bioshock played. I've never played the game myself. I'm going purely on information I've gathered. But I have seen that you have to do little side puzzles and like connect tubes together in order to unlock something to get into it. And to bypass alarms on security systems and other type things. Yes. Now, there are various things that you can you do fight besides the big daddies. You also fight human mutants and robotic drones. You also, when you, when you go into this world, even dying is not an option. They have something known as a Vita Chamber, which it, how can I describe? It's like a... Um, it's a cloning machine. Now, I did explorers have to deal with things like genetics and, you know, they, they find all these new technologies out on the fringe paths and they're trying to bring them back to Earth Prime. So you're on this world and you're dealing with things known as Atom which is a chemical harvested from a sea slug. Now, these little sisters have the sea slugs in them, and therefore they have these powers. Now, when you fight the big daddies, you have a choice with the little sister, and this presents a moral quandary, which usually IDIT members have to go through. You can either just off the little sister and take the sea slug for yourself and gain these powers known as plasmids, or you can rescue the little sisters, and I think for every third one you can get like a little more atom to help give you these plasmids, and they give you both passive and active powers. Super strength and vulnerability. Telekinesis. Telekinesis, yeah, yes, that's another uh, one. Wind, uh, summoning insects, lightning, you know, all kinds of whirlwinds that can throw people around, all kinds of great stuff. It's basically psionics. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say, or, you know, you can even talk about, you know, superpowers. Let's see here, what else? Uh, gene tonics are another things that they talk about. The Eve Serum is what it is, and you can find these syringes all over the place. The tonics are plas passive plasmids and require no none of the Eve Serum to gain the benefit. The player, you know, you can only equip a limited number of plasmids and tonics at any time. Well, yes, I mean, it's your you, the IDET Explorer would be using these to help enhance himself to fight these robots and the big daddies, which are basically humans in these armored diving suits. Like the old big helmeted ones from the 40s where they had the air hose going in. That type of, almost like an exoskeleton. Now, I would, if I if this were fringeworthy, I would have it as a time-locked warp that would be off to the side. The warp where it shuts down for like 36 or 48 hours. And you have to sit there and basically you're, you're stuck exploring this place. And you're going to end up running into the Big Daddies and the Splicers 
and rescuing the non-genetically augmented humans, because basically the non-genetically augmented humans are like in little enclaves. It's basically about a year or so after the Civil War broke out, the majority are the mutants. The remaining baseline humans are all sequestered in these little areas just trying to survive. And it's pretty much a dystopian city. Obviously, you're not going to use diplomacy with, you know, a you know slavering ravenous mutant. But, I mean, you're going to have to use computer skills and stealth skills in order to get around this city. Now, a Mellor could also do that because they have stored memories and skills from the, the, the forms that they absorb or, you know, take in the brain and spinal column. But I would feel that this would be more of an IDET member type game just because you do have to use diplomacy. There are NPCs here that you're trying to gain a peaceful resolution. You're, you're trying to at least save people. I mean, the Metalor could just go in and slaughter everybody. They would, you know, humans, it doesn't matter. You know, they would use them only for their own ends and then just, you know, throw them away like a wet rag. The IDET explorers would sit there and try to understand the technology and deal with the remaining humans and get involved with uh, Dr. Tenenbaum, the scientist which created, which, you know, found out about the atom and created the little sisters. So, yeah, I would feel that IDET would be a better fit with Bioshock than being a Melor. You could use it with a Melor if you were just going more for straight combat and just ripping things apart. Because I'm sure the big daddies would sit there and probably womp on the Mellor for the while, then the Mellor would just brush itself off and go, is that the best you got? <laughs> well, just yeah, like, with the Vita Chambers, you're right. But since yeah. since the game is so intricately tied to the idea of modifying your genetic structure by use of these things, these plasmids, uh, that in a sense is a violation of the Mellor concept because they're already modified. They're pretty much right. inert when it comes to that kind of modification. So I, I think that it would be a better choice to think of an IDET explorer who's going through all this modification. Oh, yeah, and you know that, you know, when an IDET explorer, they find this out, and I don't see any reason why this stuff wouldn't work on others. They just take the science back with them and just say, hey, look, you know. Yeah, as, lo as long as they are able to produce the EVE, which is what actually powers the plasmids, then they'd be able to keep doing it. Otherwise, then as soon as they ran out of the stuff, then their powers wouldn't be any good anymore. Right. Well, the thing is, they have to keep using it, because if not, then they start going insane. So it's almost like an addictive, not, not so much an addictive, but just it has to be replenished regularly, otherwise they, they start physically and mentally deteriorating. Also, when in the game, you pick up things. I mean, obviously you're going to run out of ammo as you, you know, with the guns you bring in. There's weapons and medical kits and whatnot that are left around and money that you can go to these vending machines and pick up these things. There's also machines that allow you to craft, so you can actually make certain items that you need. Oh, okay, yes. Um, this, this game, uh, what was the term that you used, um, Bruce? Uh, spiritual successor. Right. Yeah, uh, Bioshock is a spiritual successor to the System Shock series. Okay. I, I'm not... I'm trying to see here where that was made. It doesn't tell who made that, but Bioshock is by Irrational Games designed by Ken Levine. Well, System Shock and System Shock 2, they were done over 10 years ago. So it's, uh, and I think it was by Irrational Games. It is a morality-based storyline. So that's, as again, yet another reason why I would feel it would suit Ida. But because let's face it, the Meller, morality is a tool for them. It's not a way of life. They use morality. It's like, yeah, well, this person's nice, so we'll, act like we're being nice, you know, this person to get what we want. And then, you know, 
their brain and spinal cord. Right. It's, it's a guise. It's a pose. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it, I, just from what I've read of this game, Bioshock would be a fantastic fringeworthy world. It would be, you know, put a time-locked warp in. It's a re- time-regressed era, 1960, but it's an alternate history because it already has an equality. And, I mean, we don't have equalities yet, and it's the 21st century. So it just, when I did, you know, figured out which game to do based on my own research, this just came up as a no-brainer. It operates off of, a, off of power from geothermal vents. Yes, yes. But it also has lots and lots of tech that's really nice steampunky-like and not really practical in a a real sense. But it's cool. It's just cool to use. Yeah, when I I saw it at the Halloween party that they had it up on the wall, that was my first thing was it's like it's a very steampunk look and feel to it, even though it looks – yeah, I couldn't call it cyberpunk. I couldn't tell the time era when I read it. It's like Anne Rand did a science fiction story. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that that hits it right in the head. Wow. When when I saw the description for it, I I could not envision putting a Miller into it. You could, but it just it would be off. So the morality and it even says it's a morality based storyline. So it would be perfect for an IDET team to go in there and try to pick all this out and try to find the people responsible to try to save them. And that's what I did. They want to foster good relations with the people of these worlds. So, granted, it's not much of a world left there, but I mean, they could, you know, try to salvage something out of it. If only the technology, that's what they would want to do, because Earth Prime has the technological breakdown that they're going through with overpopulation and whatnot. And anything they find in here might help them out. Sure. So, creating c- cities beneath the sea would be a great step toward solving some of the population pressures. Well, also, you know, if you get the hydrostatic dome under, oh gosh, and there's Jamaica, there's the North Sea, and I believe the Sea of Japan. Make under, yep. you want to get the hydrostatic dome going in those places near those portals, you, they'd use the bio, the, the rapture technology to make cities there and then just have the, you know, build it around the portal. So Either that or, or you, just, you just have a base there because then, you know, you have a natural shutoff, like in case something bad happens through that portal or... It's a good way to isolate it because you have to go through a hostile environment to even get to it. Right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm escaping. Oh, the Victorian world, the Atlantis base that's there. there same, yeah, that, that same type of uh, thing as far as just having it, it. They use it as a quarantine area. So, yeah, there you go. Okay, but Bioshock I think would be a fantastic game to, to try to, if you could, add Fringeworthy to it and, you know, make it where the IDET explorers will go in there. It'd be great for a game world. There's a lot of aspects about Bioshock that actually allows you to promote this idea that you're more a protector than you are a, a reaver or something like that because one of the plasmas that you get allows you to become almost invisible. That allows you to stand around and not and, and not be attacked by some of the robots. At the same time, you can go and hack those robots and make them your protectors. And so the robots go after the robots, and you just kind of stand around and you know wait till wait till it finishes up. Uh, the game itself, since they don't give you experience like in some other games, like Fallout Three, uh, there's no benefit to killing creatures except to get whatever stuff they might have. So you actually can play the game where you're trying your best not to kill anything. 
And a lot of times you could be fairly successful at that just simply by avoiding them or by using some of the hacking methods to turn off some of the defenses. You can even open and lock certain doors that can keep certain bad things at bay. There's a lot of options there for you to be, uh, you know, more protective than than someone who just goes through and kills everything in, in front of them. It doesn't have to be a run-and-gun kind of game. As a matter of fact, you probably won't enjoy yourself as much if you do. No, I, I, I didn't see the, the players of it, including Becky. They didn't get into the plasmids and all that. I saw basically health kits and guns and ammo. That's all I saw. It, so I didn't get to see that far into the game as far as what could be done. But with what I've seen here, yes. I mean, an iDead Explorer would be sitting there and just be like, Oh, I can do this and this and this, and we can use these. And so I, I have no problem with this as a game world. And it, as I said, put in a time lock portal and just, you're good to go. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm running through things now, just how it could be done. I mean, obviously making things like the big daddies and whatnot be a bit of a pain. but <laughs> just been... They actually have a big uh, open tournament kind of thing if you you can you're just basically running around of course in one of those big melee types of things but you get uh one each person in turn gets to play like the the big daddy when the big daddy goes down then someone can get the big daddy armor and once you're in the big daddy armor you're pretty much invulnerable till you get taken down so you know this there's there's opportunity uh, and in the actual fall uh bioshock game at the end you do actually get to become a big daddy so there's a lot of things at that point you pretty much don't have to worry about because they're just too weak to take you on. Well, it came out February 9th of last year, and they're going to do another one. Um, or they, they're planning another one, Bioshock Infinite. Right, which takes place actually up in the air. Yeah, that one, I mean, they're even talking about a movie. They've been batting that around now, I've heard about a year, from my contacts in Dementia Radio. So this is a pretty vibrant game world if they're talking film i mean if, if that, there's potential for that so yeah there are plenty of ideas that a fringe worthy game could use this setting as an idead adventure hey if they make it into a movie i just hope yui bowl doesn't uh direct it oh, 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 oh. trust me he won't <laughs> what's the other guy uh he's been doing transformers uh michael bay yeah we don't want him doing either this game, from what I saw, I don't see it. It, it doesn't merit his thing because there weren't enough game. It's it's a Ridley Scott movie. Nah, Terry Gilliam. Now, I would love if Terry Gilliam did it. I, I would buy the ticket today. And what, what's Terry Gilliam? I'm not really familiar. Uh, Terry Gilliam. Uh, uh, Brazil, Fisher King, uh, the animator from Monty Python. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Brazil <laughs> had a steampunk look to it from what I heard, so... Sure, sure. That I was like, bingo. Oh, yeah. Plus, that's who I thought you were talking about, but I'm like, Bioshock doesn't sound like a funny movie, but Terry Gilliam, I mean, doesn't have to be funny. He's talented. 12 Monkeys. Oh, he did 12 Monkeys? Oh, there you go. Done. Time Bandits. Gosh, oh, I forgot that one, too. Thank you, Bruce. Yeah. 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 But yeah, Terry Gilliam, I can see you could pull this off. But also, yeah, Ridley Scott with the the combat aspect and... Aliens, Blade Runner, you know, just a few movies you might have heard of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, Carol, now you take these notes, and then we're about ready to begin. Okay, sure. Well, 
What are you two doing here? We don't record until tomorrow. We're making a new promo for All Games Considered, since you were dragging your feet getting one written. Hey. She's right, though. It's been too long, and a lot has happened since the last promo. Yeah, like winning the gold any for best gaming podcast for 2009. You mean the one you try to work into the conversation every other episode? Hey. Now, now, there's more than that. There's the new format. You mean the main show every two weeks and the assortment of other features in the meantime? Right, like games you may never have heard of, the review and new shows. Don't forget the RPG buffet. And on the main show, we have more time to focus on gaming topics. Like board and card games. And RPGs. And the people who play them, from the old school to the newest of the new. But, but no, no changeling. changeling. Hey! Find out more at agcpodcast.info. All games considered, because there's more than one true way to play portal which um i i've been wanting to play and i finally got to play like 15 minutes of it the other night so you know i got a feel for it going to this world and you know it'd be a pocket stop where the portal you came in you can't go out of and then when you finish the game you get to the you know that's where you find the portal out which is kind of funny because you're given a portal gun that does that essentially you know you fire a portal one place and you can go through and you come out through a portal in the other place and if I were to do that, you know, I mean, that would be kind of cool to like, you know, if the player finishes that, which is not hard to do because apparently I forget it's like 30 hours to finish the game or something like that. It's not that hard to actually finish it by yourself. The game master could award the player that item, that portal gun, which in itself is not super powerful, but it is super tech and it's pretty cool. I mean, if you had that, there's a lot you could do with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, just be able to to make uh, basically the portable holes. Yeah, you, know, you can break into any place as long as you can see. As long as you can see a place to shoot the shoot the next portal, basically. At that point, you know you can enter. You can enter any building, you know whether it's locked or not. Think about a quick escape. You're gonna do a you're gonna do a smash and grab or or a hit and run, right? You, you're outside the building. You shoot the exit portal. You go in. You do your job. When the S hits the fan, or you or you're done your mission or whatever, you just fire a portal into the ground, jump into it, and you pop out the other side. Yeah, there's there's some interesting things I've I've actually seen the ending of Portal Two. There's some interesting things you do with the portal gun, and I'm going, I never thought you could do that, but you know what? That makes perfect sense. And you know, you know, and uh, I want to even spoil it for you. No, good, don't, don't, because because I actually might buy the game and play it now that I've tried it, and I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, Eric, my son Eric just loves it. He's having a great time playing it. So, all right, well, I have uh, two others that um, I are. I don't consider them anywhere near as good as Fallout 3, but I thought I would mention them. One is called Outcast, uh, It's and the other one is the original Unreal game. Both of them involve you going to a world, usually crash landing, and then the natives come up to you and say, you're the, you're the savior we've been prophesied, and come on, go get rid of the big bad for us, and uh, we will praise you forever. And p- hopefully at some point you'll be able to find your way home. Both games have a lot of a lot of puzzles to them. They are first-person shooters, so there's a lot of shooting people and stuff like that. But still, there are a lot of puzzles and and things of trying to open doors and 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 get through various ways. It's uh, they're they're very well done, and this, some of the 
full motion video and 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 scenes in it are very very good for a fringe playing a fringe worthy team or at least a fringe worthy character. Uh, Outcast actually involves interdimensional uh, exploration. Uh, you go through the portal and the device you sent through is causing a problem back on Earth. If you don't get it fixed, Earth is going is it's going to turn create a black hole and Earth gets consumed. So you really got to finish the game. Talk talk about letting your players uh, use that as uh, you know uh, the, to affect the real world. You know, have your other players going, dude, you got to finish the game, man. The the Earth's gonna be destroyed if you don't. Right. Outcast is available from goodoldgames.com uh, and for only five ninety nine. The I don't know where you can get on real. Matter of fact, I think it's available for free now. It's become uh, abandonware. I'm not sure, but I've seen it for download many places that supposedly are. Or uh, handle abandoned where not just rip off, you know, pirate pirate places. So Bruce, did you what? say abandoned where? Abandoned where? Yeah, that's where the company doesn't want to protect its its copyright anymore, and so they just simply abandon the software. I've never heard of that before. That's pretty cool. You know, it, it, they're not making it free in the sense they're not saying, well, you can do take it if you want to. They're just simply not protecting it anymore. Right. Right. And so it therefore falls in many in many people's minds into the area of public domain. Anyways, uh, so both those I think are good choices, and they're for the, they're definitely available for the right price. Oh, and there there were there was one other game that I hadn't mentioned up till now, and that is the Stargate uh, MMORG. Uh, it, it's very close to Fringeworthy. You could probably play a Fringeworthy exploration team. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. Sorry. So uh, it has many aspects that we think are really great about Fringeworthy. So, but uh, that's this. I just mentioned that in passing. Um, did anyone have anyone else? Because I I have one more. No, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I, I, I have only a passing fancy with when it comes down to things like you know video games. Blix, <laughs> if you got something else, fire it out, man. Okay, I've got um, Knights of the Old Republic, which is a is a. It's a role-playing game, and there's some combat, but it's turn-based combat, and um, you know you you build a character in it. You start off the game. Now I'm going to be talking about Knights of um, Knights of the Old Republic Two. I played both of them, and I really can't remember one all that well. Uh, two was basically basically the same thing, but it was a little more expansive, and you could you could play the good guy or the bad guy. And when you started out, you didn't have to make up your mind, and you didn't have to be totally good or totally bad. You could you could skirt the line all you wanted to because basically you kind of like a choose your own adventure in a lot of ways where you would get presented with a situation and you would have like I can't remember is like three or four options sometimes two but you know like a guy would talk to you and he would finish his spiel and then you would get a prompt and you would you'd be able to pick from say four options like yes I'll help you or your answer might be. No, I don't think so at this time. I'll, you know, I'll think about it and get back with you. To you're a traitor for the empire. Prepare to die. Um, or, or how about I just take your money? You know, that that might, you know, that might be your four options. So, you know, as you can guess, the good, the middle, and the evil options are quite generally quite obvious. You know, sometimes if you killed somebody, you would get items that you couldn't get if you helped them because they wouldn't give them up to you because they needed them. But if you killed them, you could get that item. Uh, however, it would shut other avenues. Like if you you kill them, then you might not have any interact any interaction with uh, their daughter later on in the game because you killed you know her father, or you might have a negative you know interaction with her. Now she might help you get something even cooler later on in the game. 
what's kind of really cool about it is, is that as you play and you make evil or good decisions, you actually see the picture of your character change. And as you get more evil, you start seeing veins and stuff pop out, you know, like 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 dark colored veins and stuff show up on your face, and your you get you get more of an evil uh, countenance to look to you. So so if you were playing that, you could play it as an idet person. Let's say you're some you either came through a portal and you got lost, you couldn't find your way back, so now you're just trying to live in this world, or you got here and you're trying to infiltrate and and learn as much as you can about the world. Or you could go the other direction and say you're a Meller and you're trying to get as powerful as you can so that eventually you can take over the world. Now, of course, you would have to ignore the whole Metachlorines thing because Mellers can't take advantage of that. Um, you know, it's a, it's a physiological aspect that gives you that power. Of course, they can't mimic that. But if you ignore it like most of us do, uh, you could just... You could just say, no, 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 force powers are something that every living creature has, and a Meller is a living creature, so it can have them. So anyway, that, I just thought that was kind of a cool game to go in that direction, and you could play either side. And, and I'm sure, you know, most of these MMORPGs, just about every one of them, I would imagine, could be played in this aspect. Because, you know, same thing with, like, like with Second Life, except they even have combat involved in them. I don't play them, so I can't really speak on them. I can only talk about them in, say, third person, as my uh, my ex-wife used to play them incessantly. So I, I have seen them over the shoulder of someone else many times. But uh, I would imagine every one of them would make a good a good vehicle for this. Even WoW? Sure. You know, it just depends on your mindset. You, you, you're friends were the people that went to a medieval world and has magic and stuff and you've decided to stick around and integrate yourself and kill gophers or whatever yeah <laughs> sure I, you know i don't the whole grinding thing or whatever yeah. i'm just saying that much like second life they are a, a social interaction type of game so you could do this this virtual larping you know within them and they have a combat engine built into them so that might even be better i just i like I just like the Second Life idea more so because it doesn't have all the trappings of all that other stuff that's going on. And, you know, you can shut areas off that are your own areas that you can do stuff. And I'm sure some of these MMOs have that as well. But, um, again, I'm not as well versed in those. Oh, there was one I can't remember. It was um, Wolfenstein. It was Wolfenstein. This Here's one where you're basically, you have, you, you, you're fighting against space Nazis. Or fringe Nazis. Oh God! Hey, yeah, you could actually you know, set things up. I mean, I made actually I made a couple maps in my time. I never got on any servers, but I made a couple maps that were fairly involved. You know, and it was a fairly fairly easy, and the mapping and the map modeling engine was fairly easy to work with. So yeah, you could easily build a uh, Tremelin base. And everyone's digging around trying to find, you know, basically the goal, you're trying to find the uh, the, the cache of crystal keys because you know there's going to be a rainbow one in there someplace. Well, heck, you know, I seem to remember Doom 2, I think, came with, the game came with the editor, I believe. Or you could download it for free and you could build your own board. So it's pretty complex stuff. I mean, it was, you need to have some time on your side. But you literally could build your own boards, put in your own monsters, and you could mod these monsters. So you could, heck, you could throw in a bunch of mellers. You could, you could, you could mod your own meller. You know, take um, I don't know, take the imps and make them white, 
or something, you know, or the 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 dogs. I forget what they're called. The the pink dogs. You know, you could just you could just make them white, and they'd be Mellers, you know, coming at you. Um, and then you could, you know, if you knew how to do all this, you could design the puzzles. So this is basically a hell that you're walked into. You know, it's a pocket stop where the the exit portal is different than the entry portal, and you got to kill all the monsters, all the Mellers, before you get out the other side. But that is a big investment because I, I know a friend of mine built a couple boards for that and it was ridiculous the amount of time he spent building that oh yeah i mean i'm not gonna say it's it's, it's it's it is something you're gonna spend a lot of time working on but if you get something you put together you like it will be worth it <laughs> sure i mean if you're like you know if you're 20 and you're listening to this and you've got all the time in the world on your hands hey man do it let us know you know contact us i mean i'd, I'd play it yeah, Wolfenstein's a little bit out of date. I mean, the last version I see right now is like from 2005. But you know, I, if I, I want to go on there, there's still people playing it because it's like uh, I have Halo for the Mac. Guess what? People are still playing that too. So yeah, there's there still people out there playing. I mean, you can probably still find servers running running this stuff. They're probably getting harder to find though, but you can probably still find servers for this. Yeah, any of the game ideas that we've given you tonight. If you use them and, and, you know, let us know on, on all the various avenues we have, Facebook and uh, on the Podbean page and the Yahoo groups, by all means, let us know. You know the forums. You, the forums, exactly, at TriTechGamers.com. Please just say, okay, you're, you know, Trav, your Bioshock idea, try it out, this, that, and the other, or we did this on Second Life Flicks and this, that, and the other. By all means, let us know because feedback, you know, lets us know we're doing our job here right. I know I'm going to speak for myself, but I'm sure you guys would do the same thing. I mean, if, for example, you you're, you know, very well versed in Second Life, and you know, you you like decided, well, hey, I'm going to create this scenario that you guys talked about. I'll come play in it, uh, and we'll promote it on the show. We'll put together a promo and play it for a couple shows just to make sure people show up. Yeah, we'd love to promote anything that you want to do having to do with any of the TriTag games. Oh yes, yes. All right, well, thanks uh, for all your great ideas of ways of bringing Fringeworthy into the video games. And I think these are great ideas, and I played I, I know I played two of them. I haven't played Knights of the Republic, but uh, I do have. I think I might actually have the disc for those somewhere. And I'm going to give these things a try once I get a little bit of time when I'm not editing the podcast. So uh, uh, thanks for uh, work, doing all this work up, guys. I know it was a lot of trouble, and... We had to play games, you know. I was playing a, a first-person shooter to get a feel for it again. Right, but it's all part of our goal of bringing the awesome into your game, whatever your game might be, because Fringeworthy is an awesome game and a great intellectual property, and we'd like to see Fringeworthy everywhere. But we'll have more stuff for you, not on this topic, but on uh, a lot of other things. But you'll have to wait until next week. Thank you.
Hi, this is Trav of the Travcast, Hour 3 of Blind Wolf's Rubber Room Association on DementiaRadio.org, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern.